Welcome back to Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. It's so nearly Easter, so in today's episode, we're baking some fresh hot cross buns. Delicious. There's also events from across the UK, and we're visiting somewhere that's pretty close to where I am right now, actually. Hadrian's Wall. My name's Bex, and every episode of Activity Quest starts with a fun kids presenter doing something awesome. Last week, Activity Quest took you to the ancient mystery of Stonehenge in Wiltshire. Today, we are very far north indeed, at Hadrian's Wall. Stretching 73 miles from coast to coast, Hadrian's Wall was built to guard the wild northwest frontier of the Roman Empire. If you were to see Hadrian's Wall as you drove past, you'd be forgiven for thinking it was any old country wall, but its history is fascinating. At 73 miles long, this is a very long wall to visit. So today I've come to Walltown Crags, which is home to one of the most interesting parts of Hadrian's Wall. I've wrapped up warm because it's a bit chilly today and I've got quite a walk ahead of me. I am surrounded by gorgeous rolling hills of English countryside along these crags. Now, a crag is a word for rugged cliffs, and I'm actually standing on top of crags here near Hadrian's Wall. It is very windy, so I'm not going to go too close to the edge. I want to play it safe. But what's really interesting about this part of the wall is that you can see how soldiers in the Roman army incorporated the large rocks of this part of the countryside into the wall and in the distance I can see Walltown turret I'm actually walking towards it and it's from here that Roman soldiers would have kept watch to see if any intruders were coming to attack so this massive stretch of wall was really important to defend their territory The story of Hadrian's Wall began in the year 122, when the Emperor Hadrian went to Britain. He decided to build a stone wall to separate the Romans from the barbarians or foreign invaders to the north. Hadrian's Wall was to be 10 Roman feet wide, and a Roman foot is a bit bigger than a standard foot. Now, they were a little bit adventurous choosing for it to be this big so it actually got reduced from 10 roman feet to about eight roman feet but that is still very wide that's about two meters wide it took six years to build and they obviously did an amazing job because it's still around now thousands of years later You don't just come to Hadrian's Wall for the Roman history, at least you don't have to. It is a really good reason to come, but you can also come for the amazing scenery that this part of England's countryside has. It also has some amazing nature. Now, you know how much I love nature. We've done bird watching, we've done nature surveys recently, and I've been lucky enough to spot a type of bird called a house martin. In winter months, the house martins leave their nest and they fly all the way to Africa. Africa, and they return in April, so I'm very lucky to have seen it today, to find their old nest. They come back to the same nest every year. How cool is that? They love to build their nests under ledges, on cliffs, and as their name suggests, under the eaves of houses. So if you ever hear some birds, maybe on the eaves of your houses, it's worth looking up and seeing if they could be house martins. The crags here make it the perfect spot for a house martin nest. And as I said, I've been really lucky to see some today. 
Now, I haven't spotted any yet, but Hadrian's Wall is also a great place to spot some butterflies. The large heath butterfly was originally found in Liverpool and Manchester. And what's really interesting is that this type of butterfly looks completely different in the north of England compared to the south. And large heath butterflies with no spots go north, but those with very distinctive spots are found in the south. So I've got my eye out for some large heath butterflies with no spots since we are in the north today. Hadrian's Wall is also a brilliant place to spot the orange tip butterfly, which looks like a white butterfly that has dipped the end of each wing in a pot of orange paint. I've finally made it to Walltown Turret after a brisk walk and the views are spectacular. Um, I can see everything for miles around and you can see why the Romans chose this as a brilliant site to keep an eye out for enemies because you can see everything around you. It's interesting to think about how different things would have been when this wall was built. There were no phones, there was no cars, there wouldn't be podcasts on the radio. Things were very different back in Roman times. But that being said, the Romans did bring many of the things that we still have today. They invented central heating, they invented straight roads, which is great for me because I always get travel sick on windy roads. So I'm very grateful to the Romans for inventing straight roads. But maybe most importantly of all, they invented fast food. They invented fast food. They used to have lots of places where you could get fast food. They invented cafes, all these things that we have now that I'm sure if you're like me, you really enjoy. Talking of food, I'm feeling a little bit peckish. I've had a good walk, so I think I'm ready for some lunch. Bex, have you got any ideas what I can eat to keep with my Roman theme? Well, the Romans actually brought lots of foods over to Britain, which we still eat today, like cabbages, peas and turnips. They even had their own version of a hamburger. Maybe you could make a stew. Okay, all this talk of food is making me hungry, which is good because we're about to head into the Fun Kids kitchen to make some Easter treats. But first, here's Adam with events from across the UK. Gifford Circus is starting its 2022 tour at Fennel's Farm in Stroud this Easter. The show combines dance, comedy, horses and live music. It all happens in a beautiful white tent surrounded by vintage-style wagons. It's happening at Fennel Farm in Stroud the 14th to the 25th. Afterwards, it's on tour. Bowood House, Sudley Castle, Blenheim Palace and more. Just search Gifford Circus to find out where it's heading next. Join the Siltskin Theatre Company for three days of theatre fun. You'll work together to devise a show to be performed to friends and family. It's a great way to make new friends and build confidence. It's all happening at the Soapbox Children's Theatre in Devonshire, the 19th to the 21st of April. It's suitable for 8 to 12-year-olds and the groups are limited to just 15. So get in early. Stiltskin.org.uk to find out more. Plus, join the National Trail for Easter adventures at many of its locations across England, Wales and Northern Ireland. There's loads of fun on specially designed trails as you do nature-inspired activities. Complete the trail and, here's the best bit, collect an Easter egg. You can visit as many places as you like to experience new adventures every time. Most venues have their own trail, but do check nationaltrust.org.uk. And the new Ultimate We Love Slime magazine is here. It's packed with super cool recipes, the best slime buys and two 
Slime-tastic hauls. Go slime crazy with these spectacular recipes from amazing monster flamingo to ketchup slime. Plus, take on a wicked never-have-I-ever game with your squad. Make delicious freak shakes and cringe over some huge celeb fails. The new Ultimate We Love Slime magazine, it's out on Wednesday. As you might have clocked there, it is very nearly Easter. And today we're in the kitchen and we're going to make some hot cross buns. Now, these were traditionally baked on Good Friday and to be eaten on Easter Sunday. And they're said to be good luck. Get this. Some people believed buns baked on Good Friday would never go bad, would protect against shipwrecks and even shield your home from fire. Wow, they'd be some pretty magical hot cross buns, wouldn't they? Anyway, hopefully we won't need that kind of luck today. Nowadays, we eat them throughout the Easter period. I like mine personally, toasted with lots and lots and lots of butter. Lashings of butter, you could say. Hot cross buns are made with dried fruit and spice. They're more delicious than they sound, don't worry. So let's go to the Fun Kids Kitchen and make our own. But remember, you will probably need an adult to help you do this. Today, you've joined me here in the Fun Kids Kitchen to make some delicious Easter treats of hot cross buns. Now, every year in the week of Easter, 20 million packets of hot cross buns are sold. And I thought, rather than buy them, well, we could make our own. Now, this recipe makes 16 hot cross buns. And for this recipe, you will be using the oven and the hob. So please make sure you have a responsible adult to help you make the hot cross buns. The first thing we need to do is to bring 300 millilitres of milk to the boil. Now, it is best to use full fat milk if you want to keep this recipe very traditional, but you can use any type of milk that you like, and this recipe will still work. Once this milk has started to boil, then take it off the heat and add 50 grams of butter and stir in as it melts. Let the mixture cool while you weigh out the next ingredients. Now you want to put 500 grams of strong bread flour, one teaspoon of salt, 75 grams of caster sugar, and a seven gram sachet of fast action into a bowl, and you wanna mix it all together. Now we're gonna make something called a well in the center. So basically, using your fingers, you wanna make a dent in the center of the flour mix and pour in the milk mix that you made earlier. Then you wanna whisk one egg and add it in as well. Now, if you have any allergies or you, you, know, you don't eat eggs, you can actually skip the egg. It'll just be a slightly less fluffy of a mix. Now it's time for my favorite bit. Using a wooden spoon, mix all the ingredients together as best you can before using your hands to mix until you get a lovely sticky dough. Now you want to put the dough on a lightly floured surface and knead it. Now kneading is something we do when we make bread to help it rise. What you need to do, if you hold the dough with the palm of one hand and then stretch it with the other hand by pushing it with your palm away from you. You can get an adult to help you show how to knead the dough. You want to knead the dough for about five minutes until it feels smooth and stretchy. Now we need to let it rise. So you want to put the dough in a bowl, cover with cling film or a damp cloth and leave to rise in a warm place for one hour. After that hour is over, the dough should be doubled in size. 
Next, it's time to add our fruit. Now I'm using 100 grams of sultanas, 50 grams mixed peel, and the zest of one orange. Now remember, you need to get an adult to help you with the zest of an orange because it can be a little tricky. I'm also adding one teaspoon of cinnamon and two teaspoons of all spice to give it a lovely, sweet, spicy flavor. And you guessed it, you wanna need all these ingredients into the dough and leave to rise for another hour and it should, again, double in size. Now, after an hour, it's time to split the dough into 16 pieces. Easiest way to do this is to split the dough into four even pieces and then make four pieces out of each larger piece. You wanna sprinkle a bit of flour on the worktop and roll each piece into a smooth ball. Now it's time to put the buns on a baking tray lined with baking paper. Now leaving enough space for each dough to expand. Cover with a clean tea towel and set aside, you guessed it, for another hour. Now this is called proving. Now before I bake these, I think I might be missing something from my hot cross buns. Do you know what it is? Yes, the cross, of course. Now to make the cross, I need to make a paste out of flour and water. Now I'm gonna be mixing three tablespoons of flour with a tablespoon of water and just adding more water until we make a thick paste. Now it needs to not be too runny, so if it does get a little bit runny, all you have to do is add a little bit more flour. I'm gonna be putting all of this into a piping bag. Well, I actually didn't have one, so I'm gonna be using a Ziploc plastic bag and I've made a tiny little cut at the corner. Now I'm piping a long line across the buns and then I'm gonna do it in the other direction as well to make the crosses. Now you're gonna need to get that adult for me to put these buns in the oven. Now we're gonna be putting them in for about 20 minutes at 200 degrees or 220 if you don't have a fan oven. They look brilliant, but there's one more final step. You wanna get an adult to heat four tablespoons of apricot jam and melt. Now this could actually be on the hob or you can do it in the microwave, whatever is easier. Then once melted, you wanna pour it into the sieve to get rid of any chunks. So while the jam is still warm, brush over the top of the warm buns and leave it to cool. This will make them super shiny. And there you have it, delicious homemade hot cross buns just in time for Easter. Do you want one, Bex? Yes, please. Oh my goodness, I'm salivating. They are super delicious. Um, I also have had delicious hot cross buns with apple and with pieces of toffee and chocolate inside. They are the best. Uh, right, so let's wrap up this episode. I'm going to go make some hot cross buns for myself. But remember, there's loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to any time you fancy. If you're after some more suggestions on stuff to do, just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you like. Whatever you do and however you do it, tell us at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And remember to rate, review and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. I'm Bex and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids every weekday from 4pm. See ya!